Welcome everyone in to another episode of the Three and Out Podcast. It's the host Chris Heil with the co-host Justin Lanero. Justin, what's going on, my man? Not too much, bro. Grinding it out, you know. Another day on the grind. We're able to do this another night. God is good to us. What a country we live in. We're able to talk fantasy football. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. God bless America. Before we get too far into who we have a special guest, we're going to go into the fakepigskin.com, which allows us to record this beautiful podcast each and every week. Head over there, check out some of the articles. We just released a draft guide on the three days ago. It's amazing. It has over 300 pages and it's only $5. So definitely check that out. But before we go any further, we have a very special guest. Her name is Jessica Klenschmidt. You heard that. Her name. It's our first female guest on the podcast. So let's give her a warm welcome. Jessica, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I didn't realize I was the first female. That's kind of a big deal, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toss it is, yep. Uh, <laughs> a lot of jokes that are about to come up there is not good. Our first female. But anyways, Jessica, we're very privileged to have you. Let everyone know a little bit about yourself, what's going on with you, where they can find you. Oh, my gosh. I'm everywhere. Just Google me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm i writing for a bunch of different websites right now. So she's writing right now for Sports Knot. It also looks like she is writing for Fantasy Sports Live. Um you know, she's written numerous articles and she's well versed in baseball, um, and football. Jessica, who should maybe your favorite teams? You're out in the West Coast, right? I am. I'm a huge Oakland A's fan. Oh man. So huge trade there. I mean, you have to be pretty excited, right? I cried like a little schoolgirl. It was the most beautiful thing ever. I literally interrupted a family dinner to tell everybody to stop talking and like shut up we have the shark on our team nobody cared nobody cared but I cried like a little schoolgirl. it was beautiful and it was just what we need like I really see that the A's can at least make the World Series it's just a beautiful thing yeah I think if they had a chance I mean this is really their best shot so I mean absolutely congratulations on that thank you we're very happy I'm just kidding they've created <laughs> they've, they have created such a like warm baseball environment in Oakland I'm the baseball that's going on here in Boston is just grotesque, considering that we won the World Series last year. But I'm, yeah, I'm like, it's amazing. I would actually say it's better than what's going on in Cincinnati. Votto's hurt. Um, Brandon Phillips just got hurt. And then there's even talks of a couple other guys who are injured. So, I mean, we're not going to talk about uh, baseball and fantasy baseball all night. We're going to move right into our football talk. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with wide receiver of the evening we're going to speak about. We're going to talk about Percy Harvin. And Jessica, what's here if you're high on him or maybe a little lower than most people? I'm actually pretty high on him, which I hate saying out loud because it sounds very inappropriate. Don't do drugs, kids. But I'm very much into Percy Harvin. And I know a lot of people are kind of saying, like, that's kind of silly. But, I mean, I don't really, you know. But... Basically, in my article, I touch everything from, obviously, he's on the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson. He had um, a really, really, really phenomenal kind of, not phenomenal offseason, but the thing that I want people to remember is, yeah, he was injured, but he is finally healthy. I can see him working well with Russell Wilson, and even um, some guys from CBS are saying that he's probably going to 
you know, have like 62 catches, um, around 800 receiving yards, and that's not phenomenal, but I really see Percy Harvin doing amazing things. I mean, they're starting off coming off a Super Bowl win, so he can do nothing but go up. I'm very much excited to see what he does for that team this season. Are you concerned at all about his injury risk? I mean, he's going right around your fantasy wide receiver one, two ish. I mean, you're, that means you're kind of gambling a lot more into him than you, sh- than if you're worried about injuries. Are you worried? Not concerned? at all. I, but I mean, with, with every single thing that you do, the beauty of having, a, being in fantasy football is you can kind of be a weatherman. You're either going to be a hundred, you know, you're kind of, crazy genius if you will I for, for Percy Harvin I think a lot of people are going to go away from him. you have one injury it's an athlete what injury what athlete doesn't have an injury I mean you can't be worried about it every single time obviously he still has a job for a reason so I just don't see him doing anything too default you know detrimental where he's going to totally ruin it for your team I don't think he should be your number one I think a number two is the safer bet you know, I mean, obviously, with a wide receiver, I'm very much, you know, you go for running backs in your first couple rounds. But wide receiver-wise, I can see him as a number two pick easily. All right, Justin, what are your thoughts on Percy Harvin? Yeah, I mean, if we were to have this conversation in 2011, which I think was his resume builder, uh, he had 87 catches and about a 1,000 yards, and they threw buku money at him. $67 million and they gave up a, a, a first round pick so I'm skeptical with the hip surgery uh, he has missed 22 games in the last two years wide receiver 2 wide receiver 3 seems um, more likely this offense in Seattle we know what they're going to do and they're going to spoon feed Marshawn Lynch a ton uh, we mm-hmm. talked about Russell Wilson uh, the last couple of weeks. He threw the ball, I think, he had 400 attempts last season, where a guy like Drew Brees is going to throw the ball 600 times. They are relatively conservative, and it's kind of wrong because I see Russell Wilson as a pretty solid uh, quarterback um, in, from a fantasy standpoint. Um, but I can't, I can't see him getting 80, 85, 90 catches. You have to be wary about it. I mean, whether it's his head, um, there's all, his hip, there's always something going on with Percy Harvin. Uh, he is young. He's under six feet, which scares me a little bit. And he, he's the number one wide receiver on that offense. So they're bank, they're relying on him. I don't know that I will in, in um, drafts because of his injury history. But he's de- he has all the talent in the world. I think it's just a matter of Percy Harvin piecing a 16-game season together. So he will get he will touch the ball a lot. I mean that's mm-hmm. a given. There, he, they're going to hand him the ball. They're going to screen him the ball. They're going to get whatever way they can get him the ball because he's a playmaker. Absolutely amazing. But he's only had one season of 16 games. I mean, from his rookie season all the way to last season where he only played one game, he's had one full season. So. I'll, it's very leery to to lean on someone like that to kind of carry your team in the wide receiver too. I would personally gamble with someone else, but if you really feel that he's going to be able to keep the migraines and you know his hip doesn't bother him, he doesn't sprain an ankle. I mean, that's with any player. If you really feel he can stay safe, absolutely draft him because he's he's electrifying when he's on the field. It's just oh, when he's on the field, amazing. 
Yeah, when he's on the field, he's so explosive. And, like, he was, like I said, he was very MIA last season. Super Bowl came around. The guy was like, whoa, who is this dude? Huge. Right. Came through huge Super Bowl-wise. And my the reason why I have so much faith in him is he, he can't let the Seahawks down. And, I mean, it was, you know, I'm a huge Ravens fan, too. So when you, after we won the Super Bowl a couple years back, we come back and it's like, who the hell are these guys? So I understand it. There's There's that risk, too. They're either going to keep going, keep doing the whole Seattle Seahawks thing, but he has so much pressure on him. He has to perform. I just don't see him doing anything. You know, he has to. There's I mean, no way for there, him to not do terribly or to do terribly. I mean, he has to or he physically can't are the two issues that we're, right. <laughs> that we're talking about. So, I mean, I mean, well, if, yeah, it, but, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like Percy Harvin and I hope him the best. It's just, you know, that, or two years ago, he only played nine games. So, I mean, there's, Still the issue, but more games than we played. True, true, but uh, I'm just saying. I, I completely understand that, but you can also gamble with other guys who have played more games than him. So, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's mean, just, that's my area where I would rather I'd rather take someone who's played a couple more games. I if Percy Harvin fell to my wide receiver three, I'm completely comfortable taking him there. It's the wide receiver two and I'm more of a safe player. I would rather have someone who I'm guaranteed points instead of saying checking you know, checking on Sunday and watching, you know, ESPN or NFL network saying, Is he gonna play? Is he gonna play? You know, reading mm-hmm. my Twitter as fast as possible and saying, Oh my gosh, you know, like I Makes and sense, he's a sure. four especially if he's a four o'clock play for you know, it's different for West Coast people, it's just it's nervous, you know. And right. I just the kind of player I play and everyone's different, I I would rather not gamble with Percy Harvin and I completely understand why you would. So yeah. I'm not. I don't hate your your reasoning on it. It's just a personal preference on my end. Yeah. And so let's go ahead and move gears a little bit. Let's go ahead and go over to quarterback. Um, we're going to talk about Cam Newton a little bit. Um, Justin, are you fond of him, or are you kind of down on this upcoming season? Sorry, guys. I just got cut out there. It's okay. talking to me, Chris? Yes, we were. We were talking about Cam Newton. Are you high on him, or are you a little low this season? Um, I'm Medza Medza, and uh, you know I, I actually had a couple quick points on on Percy Harvin before I got cut out there. You know his ADP as a wide receiver is right around 20, and like 48th overall, so it puts him somewhere around round five in drafts. Um, he'll be thrown in the mix with guys like Cordero Patterson, Michael Crabtree, Wes Welker, Djax, and th- there are five, six, seven guys right in that area. Ty Hilton would be another one, uh, maybe even Julian Edelman that I would take in front of him. And it's not just. Percy Harvin's health that worries me and like I said earlier, it's the offense that he plays in. I mean, he is that number one weapon on that, that team as, as far as a wide receiver or tight end. I mean, you have Doug Baldwin, Sidney Rice, Zach Miller. I mean, generic bunch there. But it's the offense that they run there and I just don't see a lot. I mean, they're not going to chuck the ball a ton and they, which will limit what Percy Harvin does. So we'll talk about Cam Newton. Uh, I'm, out, I'm, I'm out of breath here. Um, you got really uh, excited there. You he got did. Way excited. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I am excited. Give the man some Gatorade, people. He needs some Gatorade. Yeah, I'm working on this um, raspberry salsa water. I mean, if you were to put Percy Harvin in, in, <laughs> this in, keeps New, going. in New Orleans. Such a manly man with your seltzer water. Yeah, right. I'm well, there's no calories. Um, so oh, I'm that's all. To, that, totally understand. I quit smoking. I quit drinking. So, I'm, And now I'm working on my... My frame, so I um, the salsa waters. You. Yeah, yeah, it's been a. I'm reformed. Um, anyways, <laughs> if if you were to take Percy Harvin and you put him on the Saints, 
I think that's, I mean, now we're, we're having, this conversation is completely different. I mean, then the numbers would probably go up, you know, 20 more receptions, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's just the offense that he plays in. But Cam Newton, we've talked about Cam Newton, Chris and I, recently. Um, you gave, you give him a six foot six guy like Kelvin Benjamin, he hasn't had a, a, a man of that stature mm-hmm. in, in Carolina. He's got, you know, he was with Steve Smith for many years, who's now with your Baltimore Ravens. Right. God love him. God love him. I mean, he, the man has heart, but, um, he's been leaning on Greg Olson for all these years, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another guy. He had the ankle surgery. His numbers were down. I see him as a top, right around top 10 uh, quarterback. Some people have him higher. Some people have him a little lower. He's going to get the goal line carries. Um, I think their running game is kind of a mess in Carolina. Uh, this is a guy that only topped 250 time, uh, yards three, three times last year. Uh, his rushing numbers dropped by 160 yards. Um, the one positive thing, I, like I said at the beginning, he does have Kelvin Benjamin, who's, but he's a six foot six guy who Newton hasn't had before, and that is that's interesting. Um, there mm-hmm. are several guys that I'll take in front of Cam Newton um, that fall in his general area. That would be like a Matt Ryan. I would take a Tom Brady over him. Uh, I would Nick Foles, RG three. I like Luck. I like all those guys. Uh, more than I like Cam Newton, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to turn, I'm not going to not draft him. I just think with the injury, um, there are other options that I like better. So, Justin, answer me this: He's been top five now for every single season he's been in the league. Top five quarterback. Yep. Why is he going to dip this season compared to the previous seasons when he's had even less wide receivers? Well, yeah, he's just the type of guy that you're going to have to. The re, he's had those type of numbers because of his his rushing ability. They have. Uh, he's due for a, a big hit. These guys get, he's gonna get, I know he's a big guy. He's not your Michael Vick runner. He's a big man. Like I said, he's gonna get the goal line carries. Um, he just, uh, when I'm drafting a quarterback, I want an arm. I want a Matt Ryan. I want a Tom Brady. I want a guy who's gonna fling the ball around. I don't want a guy that's playing backyard football and I gotta lean on him getting a couple rushing touchdowns every week. Um, it's interesting that he's been in the top five the last few years, but there's a with the injury, the ankle injury, again the, uh, another injury guy. Um, there has to be some skepticism surrounding him. I mean, it, it's a it's Carolina. Aside from Kelvin Benjamin, Greg Olson, you're talking about guy, uh, Jericho Cotry. I mean, there aren't a, a a lot of weapons in Carolina. You can say that, but you're also looking at guys like Jonathan Stewart, who were came into the season injured last year, so. I'm a little more optimistic about the Carolina offense. With a, a healthy running game going into this upcoming season, you, you will not have to lean on Cam Newton rushing as much. And if you want to talk about injury, an ankle injury is not something he was just injured on by getting hit. An injury, like if he had concussions or if he had rib injuries like Michael Vick perhaps, I would be a little more concerned. But he's a, he was just... It was a totally different kind of injury. I still think Cam Newton's going to be a top five quarterback, and it's because he can run the ball. He can score. He's the goal line back for that offense. And additionally, he has a good arm. He's still developing as a quarterback. He's young. So with a six five wide receiver, like you said, I am all in on Cam Newton this upcoming season. Yeah. Jessica? Top, top five. You're, you're, I think you're bananas. No, I have no. another one, my friend. No, absolutely not. I feel that Cam Newton is, if he's done it 
for I think it's four seasons now. Why not a fifth? I mean, really, he's going to have to have concussion uh, like injuries, or he's going to have to break something to be out. He is a true player. He's won college championships. He's a baller, straight up. He's mm-hmm. a he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. So for it to keep to keep him off the field, it's going to have to be something absolutely miserable to keep him off. And he's going to go out there and produce every single week. And I'm excited for him. And this run game is only going to help him. Jonathan Stewart can even catch the ball out of the back or out of the backfield. I'm all in on Cam Newton. Jessica, what what do you have to say? I'm all in on him as well. And I mean, I've got such a, a I'm so excited to see what Calvin Benjamin does too. Like I was, you know, going over his combine stuff and and everything like that. And I just was like, this guy's legit. Like I was so excited to see those two together. Obviously, with Steve Smith going to the Ravens, it was a little bit of a of a difficult thing. But I kind of looked at that situation as they were trying to replace Ray Lewis as far as the veteranism goes. You can't replace a Ray Lewis. You never will be able to. But I think Steve Smith is trying to step into that veteran role. Him and Joe Flacco, I think, are going to do amazing That's things. That's interesting. Yeah, that's just kind of what I what I was thinking about. But um, as far as going it, back to r- Cam Real Newton, quick, I think they kind of went with that with Ed Reed, and that didn't work out. But go on. Well, absolutely. But I think, I mean, Ed Reed and Ray Lewis were two totally different people. Absolutely. So, um, but as far as um, Cam Newton goes, the reason why I have so much faith in him is because he's no longer a rookie quarterback. And people tend to forget that. It's kind of like a newlywed thing. After a certain amount of years, you're no longer a newlywed. But some people still think you are. And Cam Newton is no longer that. So I think him, since he is kind of a veteran, but he's still young enough to kind of put Kelvin John, or Kelvin in his place, I think those two together are going to do wonderful things. And I, and I know you're, you guys are so about this ankle injury. And, and I remember just not right when I wrote this article, it was, was when uh, Colin Kaepernick got that huge, huge contract. And... Um, they were talking to him about that. They asked every single quarterback. They talked to Dalton. They talked to all kinds of people. And Cam Newton was very mature about it. He just said, you guys are just really trying to injure this ankle. And it was very RG3 of him. And when I say that, you know, I could, like when you guys were mentioning, if he gets injured, I think he's still going to go on the field like what RG3 did. I really see him doing that. He's a little less cocky and not so much your mom's favorite quarterback anymore. Um, but I think, I don't think he's Tom Brady-esque. And, and that's, you know that's important to say. I don't think if he if you get the number one overall pick, do not go for Cam Newton. But don't necessarily turn your head towards him either. I really like him. I really like his chances this season. Absolutely agree. So let's switch gears here. Let's go ahead and touch on the running backs a little bit, and we'll talk about. I'm a Cleveland Brown fan, and we'll talk about Ben Tate a little bit. Um, Jessica, Ben Tate is he going to be healthy this season, or do you fear that he's going to have another injury? You know, when it came to Ben Tate, I wasn't really that worried as far as his injuries go. I mean, obviously, with his injuries, it's kind of, you know, what have you. But I was more worried with, um can't even remember his backup guy. Who's the rookie that they just got? Terrence West? Uh, yeah, West. I really think that he's more worried about losing his job to West. He's not, you know, pers- um, saying it too much. But if you've seen West's numbers, the guy was Ooh. absolutely phenomenal. Yes. And, uh, at Towson. Oh my gosh. Like I thought yep. they were joking. I thought it was typos. But the guy, and I'm, you know, I'm not the person to say like, oh yeah, it's college numbers. I mean, it's a totally different game. But I mean, 413 carries, 2,500 um, yards, 41 freaking touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like I said, 
it's it's college numbers compared to that. But he's also on the Browns, and it's going to be kind of a difficult, you know, they, I mean, there's not one easy schedule for the NFL, but in his division, it's a little bit, you know, easier. But, I mean, I don't know. The thing that I'm a little worried about is he was pretty nicked up over as far as, you know, the offseason goes. And, I mean, I don't know. With him, it's like, I feel so bad. I basically made my conclusions like don't get too excited over him but if there's a chance for you to snag him I'd kind of stall on it um I don't even know if I want him as my RB2 and I know and I wrote that in my articles it's you know sometimes I look at my articles again I'm like Jessica what were you thinking like typical <laughs> female typical female change my mind five seconds so that's fine but as far as that goes I mean I get nervous like I said comparing the college numbers because you look at like Reggie Busher, all these guys who had a great, who were drafted high and you don't even hear from them. Like, I'm hoping Manziel doesn't have one of those seasons, but you never know, speaking of Browns. But, I mean, could you imagine, you know, West and Manziel go, like, tearing up the NFL? Like, that'd be so awesome. I don't think that'll happen, but it's possible the way that Ben Tate, his body's acting. I think he's a little more nervous about losing his job to West than he's per, you know, perceiving. I, I'm not a huge fan of Ben Tate. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Browns do as a whole. They got that great addition in West, and we're going to see how Menzel does sitting there doing nothing. So it's, it's going to be kind of an interesting season. I'm not a huge fan of Ben Tate. If you have the chance to pass on him, I say go for it. All right, Justin, are you big on him or not? I'm not really big on him, and I, I hate to sound so cynical tonight. We should call this episode the buyer beware episode. Um he should be worried about losing his job to Terrence West. And, and Jessica, his numbers were insane. I, I gazed over him last week, and I'm, I'm looking at him. You're ta- it almost looked like arena football uh, numbers. Here's the thing. Ben Tate is the – I mean, when you talk about injury prone, that is Ben Tate. He has hurt just about every region of his body. If it's not his quad, it's his ankle, his head, his toe, his hip, his back, his hammy. He's hurt his foot, his groin, his shoulder. Uh, he's a liability. Um, he spent 80% of his career on the injury report with, with the Texans. This is his time to shine. I think he came in uh, thinking, okay, I'm going to have the lead role. He's been playing second fiddle to Arian Foster for a couple years now. But it has to raise some some flags when you go out and you draft Terrence West and you get um, Crowell, who we, we've talked about, Isaiah Crowell. Um, it's going to be a crowded backfield. Um, the AFC North... You're going to have to have a, a running back by committee situation. Absolutely. Um, so there, there'll be, you know, 10 carries here, 15 here, 10 here. Uh, Terrence West is a beast. I, in fact, I, I might have said on a show or off the air, I, I can see him taking Ben Tate's job probably by midseason. Um, Which is fair. I agree. Absolutely. I disagree. Now, <laughs> now well, well, you would know, too, because you're, you're a Cleveland guy. Now, Ben Tate's overall ADP is right around 57. I think he's the 20s. Uh, 22nd or 23rd um, running back off the board. He, he's in a, a, an area where guys like Shane Vereen, Joey Bell, uh, Bishop Sankey, Stephen Jackson, I like all those guys uh, in front of him because um, of where they play and their roles on their uh, respective teams. He's not going to be... I see him more as a running back three. Um, and that's that. Uh, and, and strictly based on his injury history. Uh, 
you take that into account. You, you look at the fact that they, they drafted Terrence West uh, regu- relatively early. I think it was the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're nervous about him, too. So he's not a guy. I just listed about five. Bishop Sankey would be a guy. There's probably five or six running backs uh, that I would take over him in a, in a heartbeat. I would let somebody else uh, take a chance on him. I will go the other way with this, actually. Uh, I'm not oh. I'm not a huge, huge Ben Tate fan. But when he's healthy, he's a huge player. When he's healthy, I'm looking at his stats of last year. His first game, six yards a carry average, ten yards a carry, four yards, six yards, four yards. I like that. And the Browns plan to run the ball a lot. If Ben Tate can, and that's like asterisks on it 50 times, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a steal in this upcoming draft for a lot of people. It's just the fact of if he can. You know, he plays tough division, but he's going to play lower teams because the Browns have finished lower in their division every year. And they actually have a pretty reasonable schedule this upcoming season. But I kind of like what he's going against. I think if he can actually stay healthy, which I'm hoping, his career, he's looking at a 4.75 career average uh, for carrying through three seasons. That's not terrible. That's actually a lot higher than the guy he's replacing, Trent Richardson, of la- or two years ago, more or less. But still, I mean, the feature back, the only back that anyone cared about. So, I think Trent Richardson averaged about two point five, or like right around there, less than three in Cleveland. So, I like what Ben Tate has. His capability is good. He has hands. He's able to do a little bit of everything. It's just whether or not he can stay healthy. I'm not optimistic on taking him as your RB2. He's more of a flex player for me, and I would certainly back him up with taking someone else in a flex or uh, for your bench who's a little higher. But why not gamble on someone like him? He has a, a very good chance, and he was playing on a team last year that was down a majority of the games. He was playing on the Texans, and they were still feeding him the ball 15 times, 16 times a game, and he's averaging four, 4.6, 4.5 game, or four, 4.5 yards a carry. So... I like his odds, and I think that he's got a good chance to be a good NFL running back this season. Yep. I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cleveland fan. I'm just looking at past stats of him. Yeah, you, you are, are. totally saying that because you're a Cleveland fan. <laughs> the Browns no. are going to be down a lot of games too, Chris, you know. Do you think LeBron, LeBron James is going to go to Cleveland too? I do. I do. I do. I do too. And then uh, Mike Trout's going to go to Cleveland, and I'm not. I'm going to have to take vacations in Cleveland, and I'm not going to know what to do. Who did you say, Megatron? No, Mike, Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Oh, I thought you said Megatron, and I about cried. <laughs> no, let's, not get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not. Yeah, we don't want to talk about Cleveland Brown wide receivers tonight. Well, we, Chris and I can go on and on about no. Josh Gordon. And, and I really don't want to cry on the podcast tonight. Yeah, so, Chris, let me ask you this, Chris. Chris, um, I'm about ESPN, to cry. ESPN, I'm tearing up. ESPN, ESPN has Ryan Matthews, C.J. Spiller, Frank Gore, Andre Ellington, Trent Richardson, Chris Johnson behind him. I mean, a ton of guys. Shane Vereen, Bell. I mean, would you take a guy like Ben Tate over Ryan Matthews, C.J. Spiller, Frank Gore, and Ellington? I mean, I wouldn't. I would take him about the same area as Frank Gore. I think Frank Gore is getting kind of near his injury thing. So I think they're both at injury risk. I like Chris Johnson going on the season, so he's a little someone I'm excited for. But Ryan Matthews, he's got the job there, but they're going to be passing more. So Ryan Matthews, maybe uh, his numbers won't be as high as people are expecting. So if, like I said, Cleveland keeps coming out that they're going to run the ball. And if they yep. if they give him the ball 20 carries plus passes, I 
he's going to be good. He's go, he's going to get positive yards, and Cleveland has a good offensive line. So don't let that don't let that distract you. I think that he has a good chance to be uh, twenty yard or twenty care. Look at twenty carries, eighty to one hundred yards, and maybe a touchdown a game. Yeah, if he's well, healthy, wish, wish, if he's wishful, healthy, wishful thinking. I'm it's not, not it's not wish, it's not wishful. It's if he's healthy. I'm uh, if he's healthy, he's going to put up those stats. If he's not healthy, not going to happen. So let's move on to our last running back here, Trent Richardson, and I'll start off with him. I'm down on him. I know the Colts are going to pass a lot. They have been a run and passing offense, but I still think they're going to pass a lot. They have more guys to pass to than they have in the previous pass. They have uh, a new Hakeem Nicks. They have Dwayne Allen back, uh, which some people could say they're going to have two tight end sets and they're going to run more. I don't think so. Trent Richardson's just really not high on my list this upcoming season, and he's really not been very good in the NFL. Yes, he's had a lot of a uh, lot of touchdowns. Yes, he's caught the ball a lot, but his yard per carry is not very good, and he got fed the ball over 20 times a game, multiple times in Cleveland, and that's why his fantasy stats were ever, ever, ever relevant. Jessica, lead us off on this guy. Or I'm not a fan. Um... I I kind of feel bad saying that. I love Andrew Luck. I love he's my favorite quarterback. But as far as Trent Richardson goes, this is actually my most in-depth article I've ever written and I, it was really hard for me to say like, you know, don't go for the guy, but my thing is with him um I also had to explain what a success rate was in my article cuz a lot of people were like, "What the hell is that?" But, you know, with um when it comes to that, you know, you got you got to kind of compare it to a batting average. That's not the point. Moving on. I was reading a lot on this guy and somebody from Roto World. I'm a very, very huge fan of Roto World. They said, you know, he could he's not even worthy of being an RB2. They even said that you should actually just drop him from your lineup altogether. And that's when I was kind of like, well, if Roto World says it, let's look more into it. So he's they're saying he's making some strides, he's making some progress since, you know, going to any from Cleveland, but then as you know, taking the numbers out, he did not get the playbook. And I'm not the type of person to say, like, I feel bad for the guy. Middle of the season, you're probably pissed off you just got traded from the Browns, of all teams, to the Colts. And now you're on this new team, and you're just like, I don't know what the heck to do. I did, don't know anything about the playbook. I think it's a BS excuse. He's young. You're 23. But, dude, you're a professional athlete. Get your – not going to even say it. You're you-know-what together. But, you know – at the same time, as far as that goes, I mean, he's saying, you know, I've, you know, I've been studying the the playbook. Well, well duh, dude, I would hope so. Um, <laughs> that's your job, you know. And I really don't. As far as number one running back, hell no, stay away from him. But they're saying that one guy even said he could definitely be the next Marshawn Lynch if he puts work into it. Well, duh, everybody can. I could be the next Marshawn Lynch if I really wanted to work at it, but that's not me. They would never let me do that. So my thing is, I think if you have the chance to snag him, don't do it, you know, but um, I just don't see him, you know, well, Jessica, doing I want, anything. I want to ask you this. Would you rather take Trent Richardson, Ben Tate, or Joyke Bell? As which... As any of the guys on your team, if these, if you're up to draft and you need a running back, you have Richardson, Tate, or Bell. Who are you taking? Well, if you, it depends on who they're going up against and how much money I had left. 
And I don't, I mean, honestly, this is going to be horrible. I like Richardson in that scenario. Really? But, you don't like yeah. Bell? No. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> no. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, that's a, I've not heard this, so it's a very different pick than me, or I would even say, Justin, you'd probably take Bell, maybe Tate, then Richardson. That's my order. Justin? Yeah, I don't, I mean, Tate would probably, I, I might gamble on Richardson. That's, did, so you, you're, she's a Roto World gal. We had, um, yeah. Evan Silver was on the show in May from a mm. street corner in Chicago podcasting with us. He is phenomenal. He was yeah. pimping himself. Don't let him Kudo, lie you. <laughs> kudos to Evan Silva. Absolutely. Not listening, but he's a good guy. <laughs> um, Shout out to you. Probably yeah. not listening. <laughs> but that was, that was wicked cool. He was on like a street corner in Chicago. Chicago, just kind of throwing it down, and um, but Trent Richardson—he's uh, a guy heading into last season. You know, his rookie year with, with Cleveland, you're, you're looking at him and you're going, "This guy is a rock. He's 225 pounds. He's five nine. He's low to the ground, and they were feeding him the ball a ton." Uh, and as a fantasy running back. So heading into next, last season, you have high hopes. Okay, I'm reading. He's got, this is a guy that's going to have 300 touches. Um, so people, naturally, they grabbed him in the first round or second, early in the second round. Well, it's amazing what can happen in a year. Uh, he's been known in the past not to say that they're going to be a score first team in, instead of committing to whether they're going to run the ball or they're going to pass the ball. I've talked about Andrew Luck on this uh, podcast several times now, and he has and I'm not, I don't even need to go down the list because I feel like I say it every, every week, about 8 to 10 potential tight ends on that team. Luck is going to fling the ball to Trent Richardson's credit, he was getting acclimated, like Jess said. Um, Donald Brown is gone. We can't take his physical attributes away from Richardson. He's still big. He's got decent hands. I think they're going to give him a, uh, another go at it. Um, time will time will tell. Um, but whether he's going to get the ball 250 times, that's not going to happen. This team, and I've said Andrew Luck, I can see throwing 35 to 40 touchdowns. You have to when you have the weapons that he has and the and the talent that he has. You can't just lead. I, Lux had 23 touchdown passes the last two years. He they have to hand the keys over to Andrew Luck, let him fling the ball around the field. You obviously need to establish balance in the National Football League. So you want Trent Richardson to be able to run the football because I mean balance is is key. Um, I'm not going to draft them. I don't think I'm going to draft any of these guys that we talked about tonight. I, I hate to be um, cynical. They're all a liability in their own regard. Trent Richardson, he could be a bounce-back candidate. I mean, that offense could go, and he could very well have 220 carries, uh, you know, 900 to, to, to 1,000 yards, with <laughs> eight, eight touchdowns. Maybe, maybe. No, I mean, no, no. It's, no. An, it's an offense. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, they are going to score a lot of points. Let's look at this like, real quick. Go ahead. 267 attempts in 2012, his rookie season, yep. 950 yards. 
Last year, he had not even 200 attempts and not even 500 yards. He's averaging 3.3 yards a carry. I'm talking about Ben Tate, who's almost at 5 yards a carry. There's a 2 yards difference. I would much rather gamble with someone like that. And I just... People that are huge on... I was a big Trent Richardson fan, and when they traded him... You should, you would, you didn't want to be around me. It was a terrible day and I was going nuts. But you know, I'm kind of glad because people were telling me, look at these signs, look at these signs. He's not carrying the ball well. He's, he's getting banged up. And yes, he got hurt his first season, but his biggest run was 32 yards in his career. He had his biggest run in Cleveland or in Indianapolis is 22 yards. He had three touchdowns last year. He had 11 in Cleveland. He also had three fumbles in Cleveland, two in Indianapolis. He has five total in two seasons. I'm just not huge on the Trent Richardson, and I don't know why people are kind of like, he's going to have a bounce back here. I just feel like it's more of one person said it and people are tagging along like, you know, hey, let's go with this guy. I'm not into it, and I don't think Trent Richardson's going to well, be I as think- exciting. I think those people want to be the person to say, like, oh. I, I got that right? Yeah. Right. Have a bounce back year. So right. I understand that. Right. But if right. he's going to have a bounce back, like, I wrote that in my article. I'm like, if, if he totally surprises us, I will happily admit that I was wrong. But I just don't see myself being wrong about this. But, you know, like I said, as far as you're number one, you're number two, definitely not. And if you can keep moving. Like it just it breaks my heart. I just don't like him and Andrew Luck together. I really don't. I think it's horrible for Andrew Luck. And like I said, I mean he's still young. He still has a lot of progress. But those Colts want to want a freaking Super Bowl and they want it now. So Absolutely. I don't know. I don't know what they're. The they're exciting thing about Trump Richardson is is in Cleveland he got fed the ball a lot in the passing game. He had seventy targets his first year and he caught fifty one of them. And last year he had uh, fifty two between Cleveland and. Indianapolis, so and that's just target wise. So he averages over seven seven point nine yards a catch. So I mean that's very generous and exciting when you look at that. So PPR leagues, maybe you can be a little more excited. But he has two touchdowns in his career receiving. So don't get your hopes up with that. And I'm just not a big Trent Richardson fan. And I'll keep bashing the guy all night if you guys want to stay on and listen to me. But Chris, <laughs> Chris, you do have. I mean, to his credit. You got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's 23 years old. This is year number three. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who's been kicking around for five, six, seven years and he's done nothing. I mean, you you saw in Cleveland what he was capable of doing. It was pedestrian, but he had 11 touchdowns. Um, he was fed the ball only... 267 times. Yeah, and 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 so was your, your your boy Sean Green, and that and that does those numbers. I mean. Sean Green will get the ball 280 times, and his yards. and his yard average is higher than Ben Tate or than Trent Richardson. I'm Trent Richardson's not as good as everyone thinks he is. Yeah, from a value point, okay, you're not going to grab him in the second or the third round of the world, but he is going to fall, and he's going to probably fall to the fifth or the sixth round, and somebody has an opportunity to get lucky with this kid. I mean. You got to remember where they draft. The, somebody might have known something in, in Cleveland. They obviously did to dump him. He might not be that good. He might be an NFL bust. But I think it's just too early to say, "All right, he sucks." I you mean, think if he's the franchise back, do you think that you're trading him? Honestly, there are smarter people um, than me, obviously, and 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 they moved him for a reason. There could be other things going on. I mean, 
Look at what's going on here with Aaron Hernandez. That's another. I mean, this. So That's much a totally different you, situation. No, no, I, He's going to have I, a really crappy um, season. My, my point. My point is. <laughs> Good call. I hope. Yeah, I hope you don't bust that one. <laughs> to my fantasy players, happen. do not draft him. You're welcome. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Hernandez. Oh yeah, they just moved him up the street to uh, another another jail cell. He's, he's transferred. I, so I was told that in his in the jail yard, he's turning it up in football. So I mean, if you have jail yard fantasy no, no, football, no, no. But my point is, he was a. There's a lot of things that happen here in New England behind the scenes, and they're looking, and the courts are looking for records from the Patriots. Uh, I mean, we don't know whether Trent Richardson was a headache. He's obviously. Not a serial killer like Aaron Hernandez, but there are things that go on. He was a beast at Alabama. I'm just saying. The only thing I'm saying about Trent Richardson, I'm not saying that I'm going to draft him. I'm saying that he's going to fall in drafts, round five, six. People are going to stay away from him. They're a little apprehensive. You might find yourself a diamond in the rough. It's year three. He's 23 years old. We're not talking about a 30-year-old man here with screwed up knees. So you give him one more. I'm going to give him one more year. If he falls to me, I might have. You may have to capitalize, but you're certainly not going to reach on him around, you know, two, two or three. But he will fall, and he could be a good play in in, in weekly leagues too for you know, FanDuel or, or DraftKings or something like that. I mean, but I'm not going to give up on him quite quite yet. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show here. Um, Jessica, do you want to go ahead and let everyone one more time know where they can find you and different things along those lines? Yeah, you can find me on the twitter.com at KleinschmidtJD. I had recently changed my Twitter name because it was getting confused with somebody who's more famous in sports. And that was really sad. But so I am now at KleinschmidtJD. I know Kleinschmidt sounds a little scary, but it's really not that bad. It's just Klein and Schmidt put together. Um, you can find me on Fantasy Sports Live, Draft Day. Um, I'm occasionally, oh, I'm on Sports Not as well. I'm occasionally on Yard Barker and on Fox Sports. So, you can find me just about anywhere. All right, and we'll go ahead and finish off with this last piece between me and Justin. Um, if you're looking for a fantasy tournament to join in, go to scottfishbowl.com. Um, right now we're in a 240. It's a pro amateur league, so you have fans. You have some guys who consider to be the top in their analysts uh, all going against each other. So you can go in uh, next year, sign up for the next year's uh, league. Um, we're... Justin's claiming he has a top 10 team in the, out of 240, so we'll see that by the end of the season. But definitely go to scottfishbowl.com. You can also go to the hashtag, um, it's S, or 2014 SFB, and go ahead and check that out. There's a lot of people in it. It's very exciting, and they're giving away $250 free. It's a free league, so definitely check it out. Uh, Justin, do you have anything else you want to sign out with real quick? No. You know what? I just wanted to thank Jessica for showing up tonight. It was, she did a fantastic job and we anticipate having her in, you know, during the season, obviously. Um, yeah, thank lot, you guys Jess. so much for having me and I'm glad to be your first female on your show. Well, Jessica, it was an absolute pleasure and everyone have a great night and thanks for tuning in with us.